<laughs> right on time. You are now. About to witness the awesome accursion of might of the U.G.S. Robinson show. Speak clearly and denunciate. My mother always used to say to me, Stop it! Welcome, my friends, to a show that apparently seemingly never sort of ends. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Just loaded bags of gravel at the house. For the first time, I wasn't running up the hill with them. Welcome to V nine. <laughs> it's a sad day for some of us basketball fans. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's a happy day for people into the Robinson way. My daughter's 23rd birthday. I'm not going to let anybody pull me down. Oh, but first, Bob Riley from Stigmata to sing us in. The song, as you well know, is called Intro, All of Nothing, from Saints Martin in the Field. Our Stigmata's record called Calling of the Justice. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where this is shooting your death to death in a nightclub. They will hit your car with a hammer, and a little magnifying glass. I should stigmata and go for their first one, which is this one, all of the just. Until then, let's let Bob in us in. Bob Riley. I'm on my way back to nowhere. I my well, I could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So be and be back and forth always. Nothing. Do not hide your light on your on, under a bushel or a barrel or whatever that is in the in the in the Bible. It dawns on me that if you didn't know anything about this show and you came in the first three to four to five minutes, you might think I'm out of my mind. It might seem like it's too much. No. Huntington Beach hit your car with the hammer. My first time in Huntington Beach, some guys pulled up next to us. We're going to a big show at the Olympic. See that band Fear Play. We go, oh, look, it's fellow punk rockers. The guy's hanging out of the window. We're doing like 75 miles an hour. He gets a hammer, tries to hit our car, which happened to be a Pinto, a Pinto station wagon, if you can believe that. Sky blue. I said, that guy's going to get himself mashed between these two cars. Did he know? Did he care? He did not. Welcome to HB. You know everything you need to know about uh, Tito and T Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott! <laughs> if you go to Huntington Beach. But uh, anyway, it dawns on me that if you had never heard this show before, 
um, or I never seen it or didn't know me. And we're doing what I, I had dinner with some people last night and they said that I guess it's re- routine that people who don't know each other stalk each other on the Internet to discover something about each other that might not come across in the course of normal uh, conversation. You know who never does that? Me. Like I don't see movie reviews if I don't rock, watch re- watch trailers or read movie reviews. If it's a movie I know I want to see because I like the movie to unfold like real life full of surprises. So if in the first three minutes you think that this is too much, this guy is crazy, what can I say? I, I think you need to widen your vistas. I think you need to step outside your frame of reference and understand that a guy who screams is not always a crazy guy. But you know what I've discovered? And you know, I hate to pull the race card, but you know, I've discovered, I was walking around the other day and I'm walking around in like a Brooks Brothers overcoat. You know, I wear the suits of the when I'm going to work. And uh, I'm walking down, yeah, 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 thanks. And I'm walking down the street and the street is getting progressively darker. I picked up some dinner. The wife and I are going to eat dinner. And this couple is kind of like getting sketched out. And, you know, I've heard mediocre comedian after mediocre comedian talk about, oh, no, 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 no white people. Talk about. Yeah, you know, you might have something. I got I got a book. And he's like a walking guy. It's like, you know, your paranoia is poorly placed because I guarantee you right now your husband is somewhere hiding a sausage where a sausage shouldn't be. What are you doing worried about me? You're worried about me. Anyway, I say that in order to intro us, you know, there's some people who watch your show routinely, religiously, and they get to the sensitive parts of the show, wherein I air my TMZ-like access to rumors, insider information. And this attempted troll (laughs) then goes to Medium, which anybody can publish anything on Medium. Where's the headline says Eugene S. Robinson, MMA journalist, says, and then they repeat what I've, whatever I've said in conversation to you. The Hitlerian level of secrets, the secrets I keep from you, the secrets we share, and about future events. As, as, no, there are two types of sausages, my friend. There are two types, and the secrets of future events as yet unknown. So, because I know you're listening, let me tell you what happens now. You do that stuff now, it's like the punchline. I'm patient. Save the tips. First time I heard that joke, hilarious. Tank, 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 tank. Also hilarious. 75th time, not so funny. I just, I never want to block people. Kid Nate was always doing it. I just go, man, I, I, hey, I'm down. I'm down. Whatever it is, I'm for it. I'm down. But it, it's a stupid diversion, and it, it's like not funny. Like, it's like calling me a homo. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. It's just it has really limited application. So I say that as a prelude to top of the hour commercials, Pinko, P-I-N-K-O, 95014 at yahoo.com. And <laughs> Jimmy Dean's not one of them. If you want to do, uh, donate to the uh, PayPal, if you want to go to Patreon, it's patreon.com slash the stomper. Let's get right into V98. For those of you brave enough to have who weathered my uh, my first eight minutes, and I'm going to get into some stuff heavy a little bit later when I can tell you about how the world is reading my thoughts. 
Last last year uh, week, we talked about Scientific American. I got more proof. I got more proof. Stuff I've been talking about for years. Not so crazy. Suddenly in the press. Another scientific journal uh, out of a study coming out of uh, maybe Australia. Stuff I've been talking about forever. We'll get to that in a bit. But first, we've done the commercials. We've done the Proviso. We're going to get into what happened last night. But before we get into what happened last night at the UFC, I want you to be honest and, and analyze how it felt last night. Vis-a-vis, did you watch the fight last night? Did you know about the fight last night? Did you care about the fight last night? Was it lukewarm, your appreciation for the fight last night? Did you seek out news on the fight last night? And I have to tell you, if we want to talk about being an MMA fan along the lines of being a, a filthy, disgusting drug addict, I have to say that sometimes, t- uh, typically, yeah, didn't know, didn't care. I didn't do care, don't care last week because it would have necessitated me talking about the fight that they had just seen, which was the uh, McNuggets fight. And realistically, what happens, and typically, typically, what happens is my whole life I've done this, and I and I, and I, I don't I don't know what happened. I think it was my mother said she would make lunch for me when I was a child, five or six, and she goes. Hey, did you like your lunch today? I go, I loved it. And so my mother would go, he loves tuna fish. So every day there's tuna fish. A month and a half later, my mother goes, did you like your lunch today? I said, well, I traded it. So why did you trade it? I said, well, it was tuna fish. I said, yeah, I thought you loved tuna fish. I go, not every day. Oh, oh you're one of those kids. Difficult one, right? Okay. So it's the same thing. I would have an affinity for something, fig newtons or something. When I get cranky in Europe, <laughs> ah, and Martin Galinsky is the one who was talking about how he was trying to advise a, a lower belt today. He was like, you see, can you feel me limp? Can you feel me go limp? I go, you know what, man, jujitsu. I need, I need a different sport. So uh, a, 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 anyway, I'd be like obsessed with Fig Newtons, like obsessed obsessed and then one day the, the fig newton would repel me the, the the outcome of it would repel me repel me it was like almost like a weird naked lunch moment that, that william burroughs moment where you look at what's on the end of your fork and you realize i'm eating carrion now i can get cranky when i'm in europe about three four weeks ago jesus christ what's the matter with this these countries whatever country i'm happen to be in Hey, well, you can't, what, they can't find a fucking, they don't know how to make Fig Newtons here. Why am I even here? But, you know, sometimes I just, same, chicken that used to happen to me when I used to eat chicken, same thing. Which is why I've, I've never been a drug addict. Have I done drugs? No, I have not. But if I were to do drugs, I might have discovered something about myself. And that's that. I don't have an addictive personality. I have an obsessive personality. Right? Difference. So, you know, you like some figments, 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 you hit by then, all of a sudden you're done. Yeah, yeah, I'm a pescatarian too. But MMA, 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 MMA. And then suddenly I realized hey, man, I'm in a room with a bunch of pricks. With a bunch of pricks. I mean, look, I used to be a big Elvis Costello fan. And Elvis Costello, back in like 1981, got drunk 
and was playing some kind of uh, a festival where a bunch of different bands were playing. And he goes off about how uh, um, uh, uh, Ray Charles was a, some blind, stupid nigger. That was a quote. Quote that. And Elvis Gospel has spent now, what are we talking about, 40 years apologizing for this. I don't give a shit about his apology. I don't find guys who have said stuff like that to me. Typically, I go, you know, if you want to fight me, all you have to do is just say you want to fight me. You don't have to embarrass yourself. Racial invective doesn't bother me. Just say you want to fight and we can fight. But otherwise, you're embarrassing yourself. Give a shit. But Elvis Costello was an interesting time. I mean, when the Clash had Grandmaster Flash open up for them, the people were throwing garbage at them. There was this really weird racial divide. It was, it, it, and it came on the tail end of Disco Sucks, which like you've heard me talk about before, which is guys who couldn't dance, they didn't like it. So I, I realized, you know, I, I, I'm in, I'm in a, uh, I, I, I didn't hold it against Elvis Costello. But I just couldn't eat any more Elvis Costello. I got the first record, and I was done. Just couldn't, couldn't. I, it's not like I, I was protesting and I did, like boycotting like I was with the the McRapist fight. I just couldn't work up the enthusiasm for anything Elvis Costello. Similarly, I re- look look around and realize I couldn't spend five. Actually, I did spend five minutes in the room with the Baldwin. I've done so several times. Once, when I went down to, with the, uh, Future Publishing, we wanted to do a turnkey uh, publication for the Oopsie, and we had a big meeting with him and with Jennifer, with Jennifer Vank. Well, you you got to wait. Come back at the end of the show. <laughs> if, if you're impatient. Dr. J. So I spent, but I realized I couldn't spend more than five minutes in the room with this guy. Why? Because you've turned, you've, you've turned something that, that uh, I've loved and esteemed and, and enjoyed into some weird playground for some weird shit with corporate objectives that are confusing to me. I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know why it's going on. And I know my drummer and Marty G would say, you fucking dummy, it's cash. Cash rules everything around us. Okay, I got you. Really? Some guy, I met a guy at a party and he said that, man, I'll do anything. I got, you know, <laughs> so can, can, can we, can, you know, what is, oh man, all kinds of machinery is going off. It's three in one fax machine. What the hell? My train of thought is going. So, so, um, I start to think about the, the room I'm in. Can't think of the objectives. They say it's money. I met this guy at a party. The guy goes, I'll do anything for money. He had just got out of biz school. Man, I just, yeah, hi, I'm coke. The guy's spinning. He's like, man, I just, I could do anything for money. And I go, really? Because I don't give you, I'll do anything. I go, why don't you get to sell weapons? Because what? I sell weapons. The margin is great. The markup is great. You never have to sell it. It sells itself. And the guy was like, yeah, 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 well, you know, not, so you're not willing to do everything for money. No. Okay. So we've established some sort of boundaries. So, so the bald one has some sort of business objective. I guess the light at the end of that tunnel 
is a plate full of sausages, tons of cash, and that justifies it. But I feel kind of weird. So I'm a big Junior Dos Santos fan, as you well know. Curtis Blades, like, but I didn't care about the card. Steph said, well, I know you're not going to do the show. Just give me your three picks and it will be fine. Three or four picks. So I picked Angela Hill. I picked Michael Chiesa. I picked uh, 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 what else was it? I picked uh, uh, Blades. Uh, so Angela Hill, Chiesa, Blades, maybe one more. Anyway, I got all my picks worked out right. And we're going to go through those for those who are impatient. So at one point, one of you is, uh, but I, I, I found myself going into Saturday night with no enthusiasm for seeking, you know, seeking, seeking, seeking out the fight or any interest in it, you know. I mean, and, and now I'm worried. I'm worried, right? I'm like, I'm worried. You know, you ever meet those couples, those really toxic couples who joke with each other, you know, like, I want a divorce, or, uh, you know, I'm going to dump you, or, you know. I remember having a girl scream at me over and over again, eight times in a row. You want to dump me? Go ahead and dump me. Go ahead and dump me. Go ahead and dump me. I said, okay. After about six times, she goes, what? I go, okay. We're done. <laughs> what do you mean we're done? You said six times, go ahead and dump me. I'm, I'm exercising my option. You were dumped. Thanks for coming. <laughs> well, naturally, we kept having sex after that. But at one point, I said something about like, where we're going. She goes, oh, we're not going out. You still haven't undumped me. I was like, huh, that's right. That's right. Anyway, so I'm worried. I'm worried that, like, that something might be broken inside. So I don't know what's on the schedule. I, like with, I don't read ahead in books. I don't see trailers for movies that I haven't seen. I don't know. I don't know what's coming up. But you're going to need something non-rapey to get my interest again. That's it. And I asked the guy, the guy that we train with, I asked the guy, so hey, how was that fight? He goes, oh, you mean, you mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't break up with that. I just said, don't ever do that again. If you hit me again. Our relationship is over. Let's just leave. Hit me, put your stuff in a bag, and then you leave because we're done. That's that's that happened, and she never did it again. Thank God. I don't want to be in a relationship with people hitting each other for fun or uh, through lack of options or inability to communicate well. Don't want to be in it. So, um, so uh, um, this fight, this this uh, past weekend. I had no enthusiasm for it, no interest. I didn't seek it out. I, you know, I found myself probably around ten. I was like, oh my god, because some of you were watching and you guys are sending me uh, uh, tweets and texts. I got you, and then I, I sort of started to pay attention, and I was like, oh yeah, oh cool, maybe. And then maybe today I'll wake up and I'll track it down. And then, then I saw some photos from the fight, and I was like, I got it, I got it, I got it. I haven't actually watched the fight. Oh no, but someone, somebody had asked me way back when the show used to be Knuckle Up, that said. Hey, uh, is it possible that that uh, that you ever like people? Has anybody ever made it out of the Lost Battalion? And they were talking specifically about uh, Junior Dos Santos, who we had to. Uh, um, we yeah, yeah. Where we said, well, you know, is it possible he had a he had kind of a blip? And I go, this could be like the BCS, where the computer modeling could actually 
work out itself in a way that dude accidentally found himself having a shot again. It's not out of the question. But there's an X factor. And the X factor in an MMA, and this could tie in and explain, and it could explain why we're suddenly stuck in a room with a bunch of rapists, could, could explain why we make hay while the sun shines, or in this case, make sausages while the sun shines. And that's like, I don't know if you remember that story about the guy, and I think it was possibly apocryphal, the guy whose wife uh, wanted to made out uh, um, like she was going to dump him or something like that. And he was like, look, he was a business guy. And he goes, let me analyze your contribution from a financial angle. You're a depreciating asset. You are worth less next year than you were last year. That's what I have to deal with. No, no, no. Weidman's never a dark star. Always lost to tell you. It's not like when you hear the name Chris Weidman, you go, oh, yeah, whatever happened to that guy. Like if I say Diego Sanchez or, or Joe Diesel Riggs, you go, oh, yeah, whatever happened that's Dark Star. Chris Weidman, you know exactly where he is. Well, you don't. <laughs> but wherever he is, he's surrounded by mist and wood. So, so, so um, it could happen at Junior Dos Santos that the, the tiles, the Rubik's Cube tiles shift in such a way where like one whole side is red and dude has got a title shot, except for the X Factor. Boy George said it best, time won't give me time. If you chart the progress of your life, it may happen that that point that you called the day you were your best is over. I may end up like Bukowski, hitting it at 65. All the guys at the racetrack thought, that guy, man, that guy, follow that guy. People started reading his book. He started getting royalty checks. He didn't figure it out. 65. Guy had to wait. You know, what about Frank McCourt? That guy was one of my teachers in high school. Wrote Angela's Ashes. Next thing you know, the guy's a school teacher, retires. Next thing you know, he's hanging out with Gwyneth Paltrow at film openings and cashing giant checks. He didn't quit. But was his best day behind him or in front of him? Well, Frank McCourt is dead. Yeah, exactly right. Frank McCord is dead now. But he went out with a proverbial bang. Better late than never. You're goddamn right. Except in MMA. It's like the uh, the probable adventure of three literary men that I, that, I, that I talked about before. Stealing the best poems in the world. The best poems and stories in the world. Shane Carwin. What did he do? Jumped off the edge of the world, bro. Makes sense. Done. Never to return. Plenty of guys. Man, whatever happened to the guy? The guy should still be fighting. You know, this should still be fighting. Man, but he's not. So Junior Dos Santos it has, 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 he, he's, he's, there's nothing Weidman-esque about him. Even though he helped create the Lost Battalion, he's like those other guys, like me, who create something and then watch other people get rich off of the creation. Well, did you create Mr. Robinson that you... I was just talking to an old friend of mine right before the show, and we talked about how we came up with the idea 
for holographic live performances well in advance of, in 1982. We also came up with the idea of Yahoo in 1985. Don't act like that's crazy. We were hanging out with guys who were designing software for Apple in 1985. So should I chase Spotify and Pandora and ask them for checks? Now, nah. I imagine a lot of people had that idea. Who sat down and wrote the code? Not me. I'm okay with that. Junior Dos Santos created the Lost Battalion, is in the Lost Battalion, but hasn't. No, easy. Chris Weidman is, is the, he's a Gauleiter general of the Lost Battalion, hands down. But he didn't create it. Junior created it. There was that moment. I could actually go back and know Junior created. I could go back and find the clip after he had been brutalized. Any of you probably could. After he'd been brutalized by Cain Velasquez. And he was like, when I get my shot, and his whole corner, like it it was it was like it was like Russia moment. Kurosawa flick, where like some people in this corner, their heads drop. And I think there was one guy in the corner who like shot him a look like, bro, tell me where the road turns. Like Diana Ross said, the road, I'll tell you where the road turned. That second round when you were getting your nose put on the other side of the face, boy, the dream is dead. Not the third, dead. Adrian. Yeah, one of those moments. So he created, that was a moment in which I realized your ability, I used to work at the Lost Battalion. Yeah, it's out in Queens. And that's how I discovered it for the first time in 1979 when I was working for the New York City Department of Parks. It was a real thing. You're lost and you don't know you're lost. No, 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 no. That guy who watches the shows, they're like, you get that section, Chris Weidman, and then he'll search like ellipsis. And he'll come up with something I took in another part of the show. Homo. <laughs> Says you did this, Rob. I mean, do whatever you want, bro. It was funny the first time. So, uh, Junior, I mean, where does his road turn out? What does he do? What does his team say? Do you remember Pedro Hizzo? I used to I love that guy. I mean... One of the things that you should think of when you watch MMA is thank God. Thank God that's not me. <laughs> Keep asking. It's like Waldo. Keep asking where he is now. I think he's somewhere going, oh, million, million, million. Ah, I don't know what this stuff is on the table anyway. What's this green stuff? Honey, what is this green stuff? Yeah, exactly. Dark Star. Where is he now? Who are these people? So uh, Junior didn't create it. He's there. Uh, there's nothing left for him. There's nothing left for him. You know, Pedro Hizzo, last time seemed pretty happy doing whatever he's doing. I think he's on a team coaching some guys somewhere. He's in it. You know, this. Look, we talked about it on some show that I did. I don't remember even what the show. Oh, we maybe last week we talked about it. Uh, Dominic Cruz, you know, these cats are just staying it. Oh, no, when I got interviewed on that pod, that Marshall, part, Marshall, Marshall podcast out of New York, which I put up, I tweeted out. So if you guys saw it earlier in the week, I think I recorded it on Sunday and they put it out on Monday or Tuesday. And I was talking about there's some guys who are just in it. They don't get Mayweathered. 
I retire. I get home and go, I re I what am I doing? What the hell? Then I'm gonna do it now. Make another hip hop record? Like, God damn it. I need to ah, okay, I unretire. No, I've got a pretty active inner life, man. I got tons of stuff I'd like to do. Retire? No, I'll be writing until I can't write anymore, which elongates my line. Okay, competitive bodybuilding, best day back there. Jiu-jitsu, ah, 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 never to be. MMA, best day back there. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing about the cow cowboy comment. But writing, I could do that until, until the pen drops from your hand. Like if you saw the Crime Faces thing, Crime Faces gave us some love for the article. Yeah, to me specifically. Yeah, he's a writer, but he's all the shit. Put the pen down, start rolling with you, wrap you up, free shipping. Oh, I don't I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. So Junior Dos Santos is is his future is yet untold. Blades, however, is saying, Oh, I expect the challenge for the belt. That shit was painful. Because there are a lot of things that are gonna happen before he gets a shot. If you remember when they Rich Franklin got beaten by Anderson Silva. And how the bald one looked like his mother had, well, he doesn't like his mother, looked like his father had died um, when he had to put the belt on Anderson Silva. If you think the bald one, first of all, if you think the bald one wants, you know, Blades is a heavyweight champ, you are absolutely positively wrong. Doesn't. And talking about it, is like, <laughs> you know, not going to get you the shot. But at least you, in a general, generally nice kind of open way, say, I expect this to happen in the next six months. That's good. Statement of intention. Shows you're in it. He goes, until then, I'll just be training. I'm ready. Guy's focused on his job. You let me, I'm the bald one, focus on mine. And Blades goes back to the, to, to the, uh, to the shed. Fine. He doesn't like Stipe either. Doesn't. I think it offends his sensibilities that Stipe goes to work. I think it's a bad look for him. I think it's a bad look that the guy can't, like uh, Jermaine Durandamy said, when she was like, I got, I got work. I got time off from work. What do you think that does to the narrative? I got to put in for six days. So I can do this fight. How's that taste? Anyway, next fight was uh, uh, Chiesa, uh, who I've never really liked very much, uh, but uh, uh, Dos Anjos, and what I saw from uh, Dos Anjos last time led me to believe, and correctly so, that the head is gone and that there's no reason why dude is there. I love that guy. Love that guy. Love the guy, but his head, nah, it's gone. It's gone, gone. Gone, 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 gone. Easy pick. 
Chiesa is talking about he. I think he's understood the inherent nature of journeymanness and hasn't made any out post fight outrageous demands, even though he's got up until Wednesday to do so. Mm-hmm. Angela Hill, uh, she's a, a friend of a uh, friend of Ozzy. Did a, I did a piece on her. If you go to ozzy.com, ozy.com, type in her name. I think it comes up. Or you just go to Google Angela Hill Ozzy. It comes up. I thought she was great. I love I love her and Dan Hardy similarly. They're both art school students who decided to become fighters. I love I love the story. But uh, um, I, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the Kobe thing um, because some of you asked me to, to talk about it. Some of you are asking right now. Oh, my God. Let's share. Let me share you some of my little text here. I spy with my little eye something that begins with rape. Um. I guess the Grammys are happening, happening now for those of you who care. Look at who's there. Look at who's there. Uh-huh. The, the anuses of Grammy attendees should be carefully watched at this point. I, I was at the Grammys in 2007. My anus uh, came out uh, only uh, slightly worse for wear. Yep. Come on. What do you think he's doing there? What do you think he's doing there? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the rapist is doing at the Grammys? You know, anybody could go to the Grammys. You know, I went and my producer was was um, <laughs> my producer <laughs> was there. Uh, look, how come Curtis Curtis Blades is not there? Blades is not there. Huh? What about Stite? Well, how come he's not there? <laughs> Uh, and, I, and my producer for producing us, Kurt Kurt Elling and the, the Shins, and uh, we lost to Amy Winehouse, as you've heard me say before. But I knew we were going to lose when I saw that I was sitting next to Yoko Ono. Yep. Yep. <laughs> superstars. Rapey superstars. I wonder if he, I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing. You know what? You know what? I'll give the dude credit. I'll give dude credit. How about this? How about this? I will stop being such an unrelenting prick in regards to McRapis if he can stay out of trouble for the remainder of 2020. And I say that, and I know you McNuggets nut jumpers are going, well, that's easy. That's easy. <laughs> Don't feel very certain at all that he can do it, do you? I got my spies. I got my spies in New Mexico feeding me reports on Johnny Boney Joni, and I'm like, please, please, just make it to you know, just make it to, just make it to, just make it. I have no. I think he knows, but this this it doesn't work that way. Knowing, knowing. Oh, take a drink. <laughs> Knowing what you shouldn't do and not doing it, very different things. Very different things. But the Kobe news. So we're finishing up jujitsu today, and some guy, a pastry chef, says, uh, hey, you know, 
Kobe just died. I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? He's in a helicopter. Ground. When he said helicopter, I knew. Nobody learns. Bill Burr, I'm sorry, bro. Bill Burr will learn to fly a helicopter because he's, he's preparing for Armageddon. I got you. Me too. But you know, I've done my thinking. I've done my thinking. And what I say, I when I worked at Defense Electronics Magazine, I used to be in the defense industry. 10 hours of, 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 of wrenching on that thing a machine that's literally trying to throw itself apart for one hour of flight. I don't say they're dangerous. I just say, who's putting in 10 hours of wrenching on something for just one hour of joy? How many cats have been killed by helicopters? Bill Graham, also killed by a helicopter. I remember that they used to have a helipad on the top of the Pan Am building, Park Avenue, New York City, in the 70s. Thing crashed, killed people on the ground, I love the idea of a helicopter. Bill Burr learned how to fly one so he could fly out when Armageddon or zombie apocalypse comes. Let me tell you something. Your best bet, you'd be better off getting a jet ski. Zombies can't swim. Most of the, most of the speed dealers I know have jet skis in their driveways. Most of us in California are within a mile of a body of water, including me right now. Hence, hence the flood insurance. Get yourself a jet ski, get to the open water, and just hope things work out. What if there's a tsunami? Yeah, if you're on the water, if you're in Indonesia and it's the wall of death coming at you, you're sunk. But if you're in a, on an isthmus or on a peninsula and the water comes in, it's got... It's got land breaks. It'll be tough, but you can get through it. Canada is safer. Canada has everything you need if you, uh, as, as a bug out country. Except the weather is dreary. So uh, so he says, no, he got killed in the helicopter crash. And I was like, God damn it. And of course... It didn't take but two more seconds for somebody to say, oh, uh, how are we going to deal with the fact that this guy was an accused rapist? And I was like, ah, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you brought it up. Because this is precisely the kind of event that somebody would turn to me and say, too soon. Or they would like let it rest, or something. And uh, you know, um, look, the process was in, enjoined and engaged by uh, Mr. Bryant. Went to court, and he beat it. Like I know people who are not willing to forgive Michael Vick. Guy paid his debt to society. He beat it. I have friends who are murderers. Spent their time in jail, came out. And the question is, how long should they pay? That's why we have courts. Courts make a determination that... Courts make a determination 
that the person is either guilty or innocent. They they levy punishment. But this fits in that category, that fits in that weird category for me of respect and belief. And, you know, a friend of mine is very religious and uh, um, he, he said, no, you know, you know, you respect my belief. And I go, why? Why? Why do I have to respect your belief? Or like my friend from Georgia said, not the state, the country, because UG people could say anything they want to me. As long as they uh, they put their hands until they put their hands on me, why can't I say? Why do we have a legal standard of fighting words? Did you know Kobe Bryant? I said, well, okay, 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 Mr. Robinson. Why, out of all the things that the guy has done, are you choosing to focus on the rape case that he beat? And um, and you know, and this is uh, you know. The, the same courtesies that some of you want me to extend to McNuggets. Why are you willing to extend those to uh, Bryant? Because Bryant subjected himself to the mercy of the court in ways that several haven't done, in ways that McRapist hasn't done, in ways that, uh, 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 who's a cat? Uh, oh, my God, how this is what age does to you. Uh, the Polish guy, the film director. Oh, God. I got to think of it before you write it. Who is it? Shut guy. Polanski. Ha, 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 Got it. Got it. I got it before you got there. Roman Polanski. Don't face the music. Don't face. Listen, you ever, who is it? Plato or Socrates? They came to the determination that he was that he was uh, he was screwing with the youth, leading them astray. The the the, uh, the the sentence was death. They gave him the hemlock to drink, and they were like, "We got to take you away. We got to run. We got to get. We got." He goes, "Look, why? Everybody's come to the determination. I should die. Why should I fight that?" I thought that was an interesting take. Naturally, because it was strange to me. I had, of course, beat it out of town. In other words, in a lot of ways, what, McNug Mag what, what McNuggets is doing is like the Kierkegaard book, Human All Too Human. And it's familiar to me. Who broke that lamp? Oh, whoa. Now that's a question. Why, why do you think I know? With another question. Avoiding lying makes sense to me if done for the three reasons that people mostly lie. To avoid punishment, to increase status, and there's a third one. I don't even remember what it is. Avoiding punishment is pretty good. At one point when I was a younger man, a high school friend of mine, his girlfriend had stayed the night over at my place. And, uh, no, a bunch of them. A bunch of them all stayed at my place. I was very much younger. Yeah. And he says to me the next day, Eugene, uh... Uh, you know, I heard you and my girlfriend made out. Is that true? I looked him in the face and I said, that's absolutely not true. Come on. Avoiding punishment, increasing reputation, not looking as bad or looking better. It makes sense. I understand it. I don't like it. The guy never spoke to me again. I understand. I wouldn't have spoken to me either. But I had to do what I had to do. But 
in Kobe's case, he had to do what he didn't want to do. He had to face the music. Not like Polanski, not like McNuggets. <laughs> yeah, that's devil talking. <laughs> Look, it's not so much that I said that I lied, but I just say things that sometimes don't come true. And it's because I can. So I think with Kobe, it's it, it's fair. He he's a famous person. You know, the first thing they talked about was everybody in the helicopter died. But before we even got to how many other people died or who else was on the helicopter, they mentioned that it happened in one of the Kardashians, the plane, the helicopter crashed in one of the Kardashians' backyard. It was like when the fires were in Australia. Um, what are they talking about? Nicole Kidman. Oh, my God, this was so terrible. How is Nicole Kidman? I'm really worried about Nicole Kidman. Yeah, uh, black folks falsely in prison. And, 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 you know, that's why I thought to a certain degree him facing the music was pretty admirable. Imagine if he had taken a page from McNugget's book and goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Never happened. Which, which is what I'm getting to. I think it's okay to have it be part of the conversation. What I would like it remembered yeah, Eyes Wide Shut is a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy. That's what everybody doesn't understand. Of course, Cooper died. They didn't realize that's a comedy. You know, Tom, Tom Calm Truths is walking along the street after when he finds out. <clears throat> and he's like all angry. I mean, that, it, it is to laugh. So the point I'm trying to make is, yes, it is all in all fairness to have uh, uh, to mention the case. But the dude faced the music. I don't know him. Was not friends with him. But, you know, seemed like a good guy to me. And uh, and the courtesy that, that some of you want me to extend to McRapist that I won't extend because he hasn't faced the music and is therefore entering the miasma of public opinion and confusion and not shooting straight with us. I, I have to disregard him. But yeah, exactly. So is a sad day. Uh, and then when his daughter died, this is a, 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 any parent's uh, living nightmare that you would pre that your kids would predecease you. And, uh, and Kobe wasn't all that old of a guy. I mean, I got nothing outside of that. Instead of fuck off the helicopters. Stay the fuck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many, how many, you know, pretty much the next, if somebody asks you to go on a helicopter, punch them in the mouth. Now, I know one of these preppers, he's a rich guy from L.A. So, oh, it's so kicky to have a place in Montana who's got a Vietnam era helicopter that he, that he snuck, um, that he snuck in and has a former Vietnam mechanic pilot that he found to work on it. FAA doesn't know he has it. Doesn't know he has it. He just goes, I like it, it's kind of fun. I know a guy who, uh, an engineer, business school guy, who's got a tank. 
and he got it working again for fun. They don't know he has that either. So Bill Burr with his Armageddon zombie apocalypse vehicle. Great. I'm glad you know how to fly one, bro. And I thought about it. I thought about that and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. But given where I am and given how I think the end of times is going to play out, I got to go for water vehicles. If I'm landlocked, it would be a different thing. It would be hide. Anyway, uh, I'm done with that. And I want to get in the last uh, 12 minutes. I want to share something with you that I thought I've been, I've been carrying this thing around trying to show. Okay. Here we go. This is from Fizz.org. So P-H-Y-S dot org. It's from two days ago. So I have, oh, I'm not been carrying it around forever. And I'm just going to read you a little bit of it. Jumping genes. Bits of DNA that can move from one spot in the genome to another are well known for increasing gene- genetic diversity over the long course of evolution. Now, new research at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, which is completely confusing to me, but whatever, indicates that such genes, also called transposable elements, play another more surprising role. Colon. Stabilizing the 3D folding patterns of the DNA molecule inside the cell's nucleus. The study appears January 24th in the journal Genome Biology. So it gets kind of confusing after I'll read you a little bit more of it. Uh, the DNA molecule inside the nucleus of any human cell is more than six feet long. To fit in such a small space, it must, it's like one of those, those, those things that you get the, at sharper image, the balls that expand and shrink. To fit in such a small space, it must fold into precise loops. Loops! <laughs> that also govern how genes are turned on or off. It might seem counterintuitive that bits of DNA that randomly move about the genome can provide stability to those folding patterns. Indeed, it contradicts long-held assumption that the precise order of letters in the DNA sequence always dictates the broader structure of the DNA. All of this shit is fungible. It is fungible, and I've been saying that for years. I had a discussion with my kids at the kitchen table when they were small. And I said, you can change, for example, all my kids are uh, are, are great athletes. (laughs) Not because I'm a good athlete. My father was a fairly phenomenal athlete. I guess you have to be to be a prick. (laughs) Right, exactly, like software. But people think it happens. How many times have I heard people say, you know, DNA is destiny. Na 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 na. This is like a follow-on to the soup of consciousness. I I had to speak in front of a mu- a Muslim men's group, and they had me come in. And they say, "Well, how can you use exercise to improve your life?" I was like, "You can trick your body into thinking that it's conti- that you need it still." You know, geneticists have a joke about how. Uh, people are genes as a way of reproducing themselves. But if you have kids, if any of you listening and watching now have kids, you've realized something. That your body stopped kind of giving a shit about you after you had a kid. You could feel it. 
Yes, it needed you for basics, providing for sustenance, shelter. But as they got older, everybody was like, hey, how's your eyesight? Ah, fuck, you don't give a shit about your eyesight. But you can create situations by which these things are constantly shifting, shifting and settling in different ways. So somebody who has a potential of being a good athlete, had I never been athletic in my life, which is unlikely given the nature, the nature of nature and nurture, I remember lifting weights with my father when I was like five, that could have become a recessive trait. It would have been there. It would have been like an arrow in your quiver, which you could have pulled at any point if you chose to use it. Or it could have gotten smaller through each successive generation. All right. So, you know, my kids still fairly athletic. Youngest is wrestling. Been sick a lot, but she's been wrestling. Middle kid, she's like now working out with her friends. They had the first 18 years they did it. They could choose to, but it feels familiar to them and useful. As something you would do. As a life thing that you would do. Like you might like Fig Newton's. And tuna sandwiches, you know, maybe you do. Sometimes it work out, sometimes don't. It gives shape or frame to their day. My grandson, I saw that he, who's not even two, I saw him doing push-ups. Where other kids were crawling, he was doing push-ups. I don't even do push-ups. <laughs> well, I do some version of it. So they come out with this thing, Fizz Org comes out with this thing that says that all of this fucking hand ring and shrugging that people have been doing about, oh, it's you know, it's how things are old, let things, forget about that. Forget about that. It's ridiculous. Change is ever present. Future events as yet unknown, they're all unknown. You have switches. You can employ those switches or you cannot. The arrows get smaller. I mean, you know, the thing is, you're going to breed, try to breed with somebody smarter than yourself. But even if you don't, the nature of these switches turning on and off guarantees that like any casino could tell you the numbers and the odds of, of the numbers and the odds are not always determinant of, of the outcome. What is that whole thing about uh, uh, past performance is no, is no, past performance is no blah, 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 guarantee of future success. Some people have a, a, a lot of kids. I don't know that's always the case. I mean, I would blame that on the church. You know, I know lots of religious people who have lots of kids who are not, you know, not stupid. But in the old days, from agrarian society, it happened that, you know, you had a lot of kids because you knew you were going to lose some. Ah, one, you're playing. You're, you're playing with fire. And your gene, but, however, if you want to stay healthy, 
your genes will keep you alive, healthy, to take care of that offspring. So let me let me get to the, the last the last bit that's pretty compelling. Um, so the author uh, is Mayank N K Chudari, uh, a doctoral student in Wang's lab. The guy's got the great name of uh, Ting Wang. And he says, we were surprised to find that some young transposable elements serve to maintain old structures. The specific sequence may be different, but the function stays the same. And we see that this has happened multiple times over the past 80 million years. 80 million years. Well... Yeah, hoping you have more than one. 80 million. So those of you who are sitting around, you know, uh, 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 I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do You realize that you are on a genetic level making yourself much less desirable than if you explode through all of your natural born affinities. I used to take my daughters because they, you know, in addition to fighting and doing MMA, which they did from the age of four, you know, their mother at the time said, all right, let's give them some girly pursuits too, maybe, you know, so they had to take dance, ballet, you know, which then led to gymnastics, which then led to vaulting. They used to do gymnastics on horseback, which was terrifying and scary and dangerous, but they did really well, international champs. But I go to the little ballet class with them. And, uh, uh, and uh, you know, they'd be like little kids in it. I'd be scoffing at, look at that, you know that kid, there's no way that kid's going to be a ballet dancer. Look, she's like 300 pounds and she's like two. What are you thinking? And I think, you know, that's not the point. That's not the point at all. The free-floating switches. Get them all turned on. It's like those, those fantasy stories where... The, the, the gypsy, the gypsy witch will give you, yeah, well, one of the toughest guys I had to go with was a yoga guy, but I don't have time for yoga. And, and the witch gives you, what the hell am I going to do with this thimble, pencil eraser, and a jackhammer? Oh, your future will show you. And that's what it's like. Use all the switches. You never know which arrows you're going to need to mix, to terribly mix a metaphor. But, I've been talking about this for years. Maybe if I applied myself in any single direction, I could I could be like Ting Wang, Ting Wang, and be leading a study that only two or three people will give a crap about. The groupies on that kind of writing must be great. <laughs> Just think of that. Just think of that. Fundamentally, somebody like David Lee Roth. <laughs> well, of course, he's, he's driving a Rolls Royce. I don't think Ting Wang is. Exactly. Exactly. You got to not go gently into this good night. So you see what we did? We bookended by death in the air and how to uh, uh, battle back uh, 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 mortality. Don't give up. Do not give up. The temptation is there. Temptation is there every day. Your body's like, you got kids? Ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> we, we got off the sinking ship. 
your genes, that's your genes saying, ha, ha, so long, suckers. Apropos of that, you'll all be glad to know. <laughs> well, I'll wait a little bit to tell you. How about that? I'll let it wait a little bit to tell you. But right now, I got to take a shower to get the jujitsu funk off me. Head over, celebrate my, my oldest daughter's 23rd birthday. 23 years old. Boja moy. We. No, 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 no. You know, this has been a very teetotaling. 2019 has been a very teetotaling year for me. I stopped drinking in, in, in like January. Why? Well, I guess I'll tell you after all. I'm online to be a father for the fourth time. That's right. Only you guys know it. Well, and the guys that you get to. Because huh? we're only 11 weeks in and anything could happen. You say, how did you? How did you? I, told, I, I, told, I told Kasha, I said, I said, hey, it's one time. One time. Bing. Done. In. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Stop taking the birth control pill. Got bing. Done. Done, done, done. Why? Because I treat it like an athletic event. Stopped drinking, cleaned out the system. I could write a book on it. Start blasting loads out, cycle them through, get some fresh ones in there. Got bing. Yeah. Trick your body into believing it's needed. It'll stick around for a little bit and stay the fuck off of helicopters. This it's V, a nine, a eight of the UGS Robinson Show Stomper. I thank you for listening. Tuesday night at eight o'clock, there's If the Shoes Fit. Alexi is going to make a big announcement about if I did it. He keeps forgetting. What can I tell you? Next week. There's no fight, so there's no care, don't care this week. But there'll be a care, don't care next Sunday, which will have the next Monday. At Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. Send the stories out that I've written this week that come up. Sex column is already out. The dirty truth about genital jewelry. That's up. Follow me on Twitter. If you don't follow Twitter, I don't know how to get this stuff to you uh, except to just tell you on the show. I got to put a link up for those of you who just listened to the audio without the ugly. But we are done here. I love you too. Thanks for listening. Stay the fuck off of helicopters. And God willing, we'll see you next week. Until then, look what you made me do! Ah!